What kind of intro are we looking for here? We want like energetic or like intellectual, um, intimidating. Um, Never floats your boat. However it goes, it goes. Well, no, I'm trying to not do that because I always do that. Oh. I'm looking for guidance, direction, accountability. You won't find that here, Chase. Hot diggity dog, <laughs> part two. <laughs> two episodes in a row. I'm not creative. Um, segways are overrated. Um, and that's all I got. Let's yeah. just uh, cut to the chase. Oh. You know, that was my uh, morning announcement segment uh, in high school. That's when I was a senior. Very clever. That's, a, that's a joke you love around your friend groups, like trying to work your name into phrases like, hey, let's chase that idea. <laughs> yeah, it's also unfortunate when your name is just a verb, so it can work a lot. Chase's intros have been lame. <laughs> <laughs> Hot dog. There we go. Now we're in the groove. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> All right, so this episode serves as kind of a part two. Although the last, to which episode? The last episode we recorded on the Beach Body oh. Challenge was fairly comprehensive. The and Body Challenge Beach. The Body Challenge Beach. Yeah. <laughs> what if there was one of those? That would be amazing. Hey, you want to go to the Body Challenge Beach? I don't know. <laughs> Sounds a little Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of challenge are we at? So anyway, we're following up that episode with a little bit uh, more content because Chase, you stumbled into something last episode that really piqued our interest. You're welcome. Yeah. The part of fitness and your the fitness journey that falls between the years that leads to results so um, oh the mental them yeah that's what i meant sorry mm. i should be more clear yeah uh let's take some bp yes <laughs> what we're talking about today is how your level of awareness can actually really really impact the results you achieve not just with the beach body challenge or something that is a short burst but with the long game of fitness that we're always promoting so there's a couple of tips we want to give our listeners about how to be more in tune how to be more aware and how to frustrate yourself less when you're trying to achieve those big goals in your fitness journey so you're asking me to take the lead on yeah, this we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll sit back yeah so your cerebral cortex uh it's the strongest part of your brain mm. uh clear deadlift champion um Samurai deadlifts, actually. Uh, is that right? Sure. About? Yeah. <laughs> we can make something like that up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm done. I tried. That sounds like something that we p- would be programming in the open. Samurai. I would samurai, love, samurai. I would love to see you and you and Chris like just make up movements to put on like a, a prescription in RX and just watch what people... Try to do what they people think People accuse is. us of doing that all the time. You make that up so you can watch us do this. Yeah, specifically on the one where you like uh, you do the burpee and then you have the dumbbells and devil's both, press. Yeah, the devil's press. Like you totally made that up. Well, Can't find it online. They did it at the uh, semifinals this week. It's weekend. not in the Google machine. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the consistency piece and the awareness piece, all this kind of works together. But really, what we want to do this episode is give some deeply practical steps. Because we believe most people are motivated to try to get to those goals. The big problem is we just don't know how. We don't know the things that we should really be paying attention to. We're going to solve that this episode. Yeah, and I think a lot of people maybe lack the um, awareness of what they're doing or how consistent they're being or how consistent other people who are making making, uh, achieving their goals or whatever are being or how hard they're actually working. And I think there's a disconnect between... Um, you know, what they're doing compared to what they need to be doing or what they think they're doing. And we talk about that a lot about uh, food recall is, you know, probably the worst recall there is. And I think people just a lot of times don't really have the awareness of how bad their diet might actually be or how 
inconsistent they are coming to the gym. And uh, we just want to kind of help people get a strategy um, to, you know, bring bring that to light a little bit more and bring a little bit more awareness to the consistency they're 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 having in whatever area it is they're trying to achieve. So the default position is that we're most of us are actually not maliciously on on purpose we're deceiving ourselves yeah. about how well we're doing i think so so that being the case we've got to adopt these outside measures that mm-hmm. help us with that level of honesty that then lead to awareness and there's a few actually pretty easy things our ecosystem makes this really easy yeah uh to have that external place of accountability and and honesty so let's talk about a few of those uh, you've referenced like uh, tracking in in uh, fit in my fitness pal or having a food journal. Yeah, talk about what you mean by that. Yeah, well, I think we can point point back to the beach body challenge and the sugar wad points and the points you get, and and that's cut and dried. Either you get a point for that day or you didn't in that specific category. And then I think you know six points is the max, and I think a lot of people are you know getting three or four points a day. Maybe one or two days they would get five or six, but in their mind they might think. And I, I specifically remember having this conversation with a couple other people uh, saying, I think you calculated my sugar bar points wrong because that's not near as many as I, I got. And then I would kind of dig down into it. Bold move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, were you, were you getting, uh, I mean, were you doing getting six points every day? Well, I mean, I, I got six points some of the days and, you know, and, and then when you kind of dig into it, they, they're remembering the three or four days that they got six points and they're forgetting the 35 days that they got four points or three points or whatever. And I think that's just human nature to, to kind of remember the few good days that we had and forget all the other bad days that we, we, we had. And so, um, if that makes sense. So, uh, kind of where I'm going with this is, when we calculate the the winners for the beach body challenge it's across the board the the top performers had the most points but there were also a lot of people who have who were not happy with their results who maybe have been struggling to make certain progress in certain areas who got less than 50% of the total points given and that's a failing grade i mean if you're in school and we talked about that before and mm-hmm. so it's that is a great way to point out that people's perception of what they're doing does not match the reality and people's perception of what hard work and consistency looks like does not match what hard work and consistency really looks like. Um, Matt Frazier has been talking a lot on, on his podcast about what he's done in the past and for his training and all that type of stuff. And he says a lot, people have no idea how hard I worked and you know, that's, there's a lot of ego and stuff involved in that. But the reality is if you actually dig down in what this guy was doing, he was working hard every single day and he never missed a day. And the amount of work that he was doing is mind boggling when you actually start looking at it. And he posted a video of how much he was eating every day. And like that level of dedication and consistency over a long period of time, I mean, it's, it's unmatched. Like nobody else was doing that level. And so I think there's a, there's a disconnect between what it actually takes to achieve a goal and what people are actually doing. Mm, Boy, that is a big statement right there. But it's true. Yeah, absolutely. And you look at guys like Frazier, like, Oh, they're just genetically gifted. And we've had this argument a lot, but the part that we want to focus on because it was the part that makes the most impact on our journey is what is the uh, ratio 
of effort to result. Mm -hmm. And if you want great results, you have to give great effort. And we're exposing the fact today that our, our recall and our perception of what we're doing it's always inflated. Yeah. It is always inflated. Always. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter who it is. And like me, like I can look back and think, oh, I thought I was doing better than I was. But the results are the results and they happen. You are where you are because of what you've done. And when, as the sooner you can um, come to grips and come accept that as fact, then the sooner you realize, well, if I'm not where I want to be, it's because of what I've done up to this point and I need to make change. Maybe I haven't been consistent enough in this area. Um, and that's why I haven't been able to lose the weight, you know, or why I haven't been able to perform the way I want to. And I need to make a change and figure out what it is that I haven't been doing consistently enough to be able to, um, get to where I want to be. Yeah. The, the measurement that most people use, uh, we, we actually discussed this quite a bit in the gym on, on the black mats. The measurements that most people use is their recollection of when they were their most fit. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go back to those high school days where they, they feel like they were really fit then because they were uh, operating on a team that experienced some success, uh, things like that. But the truth is your recollection of how fit you were and the work that you were putting in, it's never what you think it yeah, is. Yeah. You know? And actually, if you were able to submit to the process and the things we're talking about today was that honest feedback that comes from a, a couple of different places, you're, you're going to be able to achieve a higher level of fitness for a longer period of time than you did from the ages of 16 to 18, even with that inflated perspective. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which is a big promise, but it's one that Coyote delivers on year after year after year. Yeah, I, if you took um, you know somebody who's been coming to the Coyote for four, five, six years and then put them next to their, say, the, say it's a 40-year-old guy, and you put him next to his 18 year old self, maybe he played a couple sports in high school or whatever. Um, now that, you know, the 40 year old guy would be vastly fitter and, you know, all around healthier and fitter than that 18 year old version. And maybe in their own mind, they don't, they remember themselves as being able to do this, being able to do that. But the reality is I, if you, if you took CrossFit's definition of fitness and, um, fitness across broad time and modal domains and took a whole bunch of different activities and pitted the 40 year old version of this person against the 18 year old version of this person. Um, and put them pick 20 different activities. The 40 year old version would probably beat them in 18, 19 of those 20 activities, you know? And so that's, that's kind of, kind of how we look at it, which is awesome by the way. It is, you know, 20 years later, you're going to be better than you were back then. That's that's something that should intrigue most people, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think it drags a lot of people. In fact, that peer to peer, uh, sharing with folks like, man, if that guy is this and that, that girl is this fit now, maybe I can do that. Yeah. That brings a lot of clients into our, our ecosystem. Absolutely. All right. So let's, so let's talk about it this way. There's a couple of different, uh, layers that you guys have put in place that are that external just to say accountability, I think makes it too lopsided. It's not only accountability, it's that awareness that we're talking about that helps you get closer to that goal. The first is the human element, which we bring in first all the time. And that is the coach, the Mm -hmm. boots on the ground, the the person that is with you. You're most likely attending a consistent class. You're around the same coach over and over again. Um, Using that resource in the right way is going to be a a really critical part of the fitness journey and long-term results. So if you're not happy with your results or your progress and you feel like 
you're not really sure why, yeah, the first step would be let's talk talk with your coach that coach coaches you the most and just have a honest see if you can have an honest conversation with them and say, look, I'm I'm not happy with my results. I feel like I've been doing all this. What do you think's going on? And then they can kind of look at you objectively and say, all right, well, first off, let's look at your attendance and we can pull that up off Zen Planner because we log in every day. Um, and you think you've been coming five, six days a week. Well, after looking at this, you came five days a week a couple times, but there's some other weeks where you came two days a week and other, other days you came one day a week and other days you came other weeks you came three times. And so, you know, your average across the last 12 weeks was 2.6 classes. Um, and usually if you do that with somebody, they don't realize they haven't been coming as frequently as they thought they were. So then maybe the coach can say, all right, well, we need to bump that average up. Or maybe the coach might say, hey, you've been coming really consistently, but I, I, your, your quality of reps just has not been there. You're, you're consistently shorting your range of motion. You're just really trying to go as fast as you possibly can as opposed to trying to use each session to get better. And I'd like to see you focus more on you know, hitting range of motion, hitting, you know, pushing yourself um, to your own capabilities as opposed to just trying to beat everybody else. So maybe the way you're attacking your, your workouts every day is another factor that I'd like to see improve. Or then maybe it's you haven't been losing the weight. Let's look at what, what are your, what's your diet look like. And, you know, usually people always say, oh, my diet's pretty good. Well, you know, do you track your diet? Do you know what you're eating? Kind of tell me what you've been eating, uh, you know, the last week. And typically, if I ask somebody that, they'll say, well, I have this for breakfast, this for lunch, and it's usually always something really healthy. And then dinner is just kind of whatever, but I usually eat, you know, a salad or whatever when I got to eat. And it's always the healthy things. Well, what about what did you have Saturday night, Friday night, Thursday night, Sunday night? And then that's when, well, I went out to eat. I went to Mexican this, this week, but <laughs> usually it's good. But what did you have the week before? Well, we, we went, we, we, yeah, we went, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you can see where I'm going with that. It's like yeah. every week it's well, this came up. Well, that came up. Okay. Well, let's, let's start tracking that. And maybe a coach can point you in the direction of tracking, tracking your food consistently. And it's, it's amazing how many times I've talked with somebody about that. And I say, well, track your food for a week and then let's talk about it. And then I don't ever hear from them again. And so it's like just the fact of them tracking, they couldn't even track for one, for one whole week and then come talk to me about it. I'm not trying to come down on anybody. I'm just saying like, there's your problem. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you need to track your food for a week so you can actually know what you're doing and then let's really talk about it because I mean, I don't really have anything to work with if I don't have what you're eating. And if 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 you can't tell me what you're eating like like we've talked about before, like we need to have cons- some consistency before we can make some changes. Yeah, so I I'm going to bring a little bit to this conversation be wordy for a second because I have participated in a few of these over the years. And uh it takes a lot of courage to have this conversation mm-hmm. because you're admitting I'm frustrated, you know, Mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't want to do that. We kind of just want to ruck up and get the job done, uh, get in there and knock out the Metcon and get back in the car and and leave. Uh, But I have experienced over the years, those have been the most pivotal conversations I've had with my coaches. When I humble myself and say, here's where I am mentally and emotionally, and just giving that cry for help, every time that I've done that, Across the board with the coaches that are involved with Coyote Fitness, they all have the same approach to this conversation. This is exactly how it goes. I'm trying to prepare people who may be doing the the math, should I do this? Everything stops, which is a difficult thing to do inside of uh, CrossFit because there's a lot of activity, class after class after class. 
everything stops as soon as the coach is able to make that happen. And there's at least a five-minute conversation that follows. And those exact things happen. Have you been coming consistently? The answer I give to that is always yes. Am I right? No. (laughs) Because something is pulled up and there's like, well, how many days a week? So there's a lot of care that happens in this conversation. I want to help reframe this for everyone in that it isn't like going to the principal's office. That's not what this is. You're not going to get shamed out of the box when you have this conversation. It's actually a conversation about awareness as much as it is accountability. Mm -hmm. Let's help make you aware why you have become frustrated and usually the the honest truth about this is it's usually very predictable reasons Mm -hmm. it usually comes down to consistency of work or diet reasons yeah intake reasons so i would just encourage you if you're on the fence like man you're telling me to, to have a conversation with with chris or with caleb or i don't know man that makes me very uncomfortable what should make you more uncomfortable is that you could be working in the wrong direction for the next eight months of your fitness journey. You could solve that with a five-minute conversation yep. and some awareness. Absolutely. So that takes care of the human element. There are other elements, though, that the onus actually falls more on the athlete than it does on the coach. They're digitally based. They're incredibly easy to use, but they require you interacting with them on a regular basis. Let's start with the first uh, kind of least complicated, something you guys put in place a, a while back, and that's SugarWide. Yeah, so I recommend everybody to always post their results on SugarWide um, because it's that accountability of knowing that um, I'm going to – put my score into SugarWide for everybody to see. And some people really have a problem with that and feel like, uh, I don't want to put my score in there because anybody can just put anything in there. And how do I know they're, they're telling the truth or they cut reps or whatever, but it's not about, you're not putting it in for other people. You're putting your score in for yourself. So you can track number one, how consistently you've been coming. Cause SugarWide is going to tell you, I can pull up in two minutes, maybe 30 seconds how many times I've come, how, how many workouts I've logged this year. So that's one way you can do it. And then also just for the fact of, um, getting in that routine of workout is the, is the habit and the cue is, is to work out. And then the reward is that you get to put your result on sugar water and it becomes like this, this cycle that you do every single day. I do my workout and then I put my score in sugar wide and then I repeat. And then when we repeat workouts, you can look back and say, hey, I, this is what I got last time. And I beat my score last time. That's awesome. You know, and SugarWide tells you you're awesome when you get a PR. Or I can look back and see what lifts I were, was hitting on this specific time of year or whatever the case may be. But SugarWide is such a powerful tool for you to be able to track your progress. And you know what? You and I are doing the 250 workout challenge and we're doing it through SugarWide. You know, mm-hmm. we're just going back and tracking um, how many workouts we've logged and I mean, you, we, we also track your attendance on Zen Planner, but I encourage everybody to do it on SugarWide because you're taking control of your own uh, fitness journey at that point, and you're posting your scores on SugarWide for your own. I, pro- I promise you nobody really cares about what your score is on SugarWide, and especially the day after the workout, nobody's going to care. <laughs> you know, it disappears yeah, quick, doesn't like it? People completely forget yeah. about it, and everybody gets so caught up, and, well, this this person beat me on today on SugarWide, and it's like, Tomorrow, nobody's going to care about that, you know, and in a week from now, it's going to be distant memory. And so post your scores on there for your own self so you can track your own progress and uh, chart, you know, how consistent you've been coming and how far you've you've come in a year or whatever. 
tremendous amount of psychology involved here with that what you're talking about with the trigger activity reward yeah so much research behind that and it it is proven very effective for so many of our athletes if you're wondering like how to go about this you just download the app you can uh, log in as you're part of the coyote family and one of the most effective parts of this app is you get uh, under profile under the bottom you have a few options there you click profile and i think one of the most important metrics in this app is active days per week it presents it in a, a bar graph so you're able to see over time either recent last 12 months or all time how consistent you've been uh, in the box which is man that piece of information alone as we've discussed already so vital to your progress so i know since we started this challenge and we're going to get to this in just a moment and other people are involved with this challenge as well and there's one dinner riding on this challenge this annual challenge there's one dinner but uh, a certain person is going to have to pay for it so i'm in <laughs> as, as long as i don't lose uh, but since that happened, you can see my bar graph completely changed yeah. uh, January 1. And uh, it's something I, I look at that way more than I look at my scores. Yeah. Uh, because that's the thing that I'm most proud of. Because I know I'm not going to finish at the top of, of Sugarwide. There, there are a few people inside the Coyote Fitness family that are con- going to consistently be at the top and good on them. I'm not one of those athletes. Uh, so I know that already. I'm, I'm competing against myself and not even for times on these uh, benchmark workouts. I'm really competing. Can I prove to myself, and a lot of people are asking this question, can I prove to myself that I can change my habits and be more consistent? That's so, that's so, so awesome that you've taken that. And the funny thing is you've actually put up some incredibly fast times on some workouts recently because you've been more consistent and your scores have been going up and you haven't even been trying to do that. Yeah. But um, that's such a powerful point to make is can I prove to myself that I can do this? Mm. And I think so many people maybe uh, lack the um, – the belief in their self that they can do something that they put their mind to it. And it's about proving to yourself over and over again that you can do what you say you're going to do and, and, and building that self-trust. Um, it's funny. Like I just clicked on mine and clicked all time. And 2019, I was not working out near as much as I am now and my fitness level suffered. I was doing a lot more business stuff and traveling a lot more. And it's just funny how my graph, you know, as I've got more consistent, I can just see it a chart of more and more, uh, consistent class per week. Um, and it's just really cool to look back on that. And I mean, that's just a direct correlation to what your fitness level is and what your scores are going to be and all that type of stuff. So sugar is great for that because it, I mean, it really holds you accountable for you, but it's a tool for you. It's not a tool for anybody else, but yourself. And so I would encourage people not to get caught up in what everybody else is posting on sugar or what other people are, are getting what score they're getting on a specific workout because that's not what it's about it's about you being able to track your progress and and hold yourself accountable so that's that's an extremely powerful tool yes and um it's it's free of charge which is crazy (laughs) it's part part of your membership so something there on your phone to help you out um if you're not a member we do have a sugar wide only access uh option that that we can hook you up with yeah great point great point which but if you are a member it's included in your membership yeah lots of people are actually taking advantage of that Uh, the at-home programming and the sugar wide stuff that's available if you're not coming into the box so if you're a listener and you're looking to kind of dip your toe in the coyote fitness waters that would be a great way to do Mm -hmm. that 
get access to the programming, very nominal fee each month, get access to the programming and be able to track uh, your progress over time, even if you're outside of the gym. So this brings us to something that we've talked about uh, a lot, but maybe we could dial in on how this serves as an external place of awareness, maybe just that particular piece talking about keeping a food journal, logging that actually through through my fitness pal. People have different experiences with this. It can overwhelm people yeah. pretty easily. Uh, but there's actually a way to get through all that, to slice through all that, and uh, make sure that fitness pal doesn't become a burden on you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, uh, so, you know, some people use other apps, and that's fine. If, if you like to use a different app, I'm completely, you know, use whatever works for you. For me... Uh, fitness pal has always just been something that is just easy for me to use. And once you kind of get the hang of it, it is, um, it's such a powerful tool because it's that instant feedback of, am I logging my food for the day? How much have I had so far? How much do I have left? And you can adjust and tweak as you go. And it makes the calculations for you. Um, if you're not happy with, um, you know, your progress, you feel like you need to lose weight a little bit faster, or maybe you lost a little bit too much muscle. You can get in there and adjust your, your percentages. It is a little bit more advanced. So if you're not really sure how to do it, um, we, we gave a detailed walkthrough on our in our beach body challenge manual. And that's something you can use. You can go watch the video on YouTube where we explain how to do that, or you can talk to a coach and help them get it set up. And, but like I talked about before, you can't really make changes to your diet if you're not being consistent with it, because we don't really know what, what your average calorie in, intake is from a day-to-day basis if it's all over the place and if you're not tracking. So the first step is just to track. Like even if your your percentages are set wrong, if you just put everything that you eat in there, we can at least look at it and get an idea of what 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 tweaks to make. Um, so uh, it's just it's so important to me to be able to for people to have a knowledge of what they're actually eating. Um, and it, some people might just want to write it down every single day and that's, that's fine as well. If you write down what you eat for a week, at least you're getting the awareness of what you're eating because I promise you, if you don't write it down, you're not going to be able to remember what you ate last Tuesday for lunch, (laughs) you know? And so, and it's just hard to, to remember. I mean, we eat so, have so many meals, like it's just, we eat it and then we forget about it. And so, um, I think, having awareness of what you're eating is incredibly, incredibly important. And then it allows us to be able to look at it and make, make tweaks as, as coaches and, and help you kind of on that path. But that's also another way you can track your, uh, you know, how many days in a row you've logged, if you're hitting your numbers and all that type of stuff, and you can pull that stuff up as well. So, uh, to me, it can be intimidating, but more important than anything is just putting it in a log somewhere. So you can refer back to it on a later date, later date and see, um, how well you, you did and what you were actually eating. Yeah, two places I will say, just to be an advocate for the digital tracker, that it's going to raise your awareness. The first is how calorie-dense particular foods yeah. are that you think are good for you because they've been marketed as healthy, but they're actually not. Um, the other is, after calorie density, um, the other place that's going to give you an advantage is serving size. Because how we've been taught serving size is completely inaccurate. Uh, our, our grandmother's teaching us that we should be clean platers. That really affects us. Yeah. You know, like how much a spoon is on a, on a plate is sometimes uh, the serving size. You're actually eating two or three servings of yeah. something. Peanut re- butter is notorious for that. Yeah. And like one serving of peanut butter is really small. And 
people can feel like they're not eating that much peanut butter and they're eating like almost a thousand calories just in peanut butter. Yeah. Completely demystifies those labels and Mm -hmm. uh, not not being accusatory to all people who produce food products. But if you look on the back of those labels, it'll it'll give you a big number and then give you serving size. And it is way less than you think it is. Yeah. You know that you you would assume that a serving size is an entire container of this or single serve that. No, they're probably two servings. Yeah. I was looking at like this thing at Kroger is like a protein cookie and like protein cookie you know you would think that was healthy (laughs) yeah but and when you actually look at it like the whole package has 400 over 400 calories and 12 grams of protein so like (laughs) that's a that's a fat and carb cookie with a little bit of protein protein sprinkled in like that's that's not even close to a protein cookie and so but it's marketed as a protein cookie so you think it's healthy I mean there's just all kinds of stuff like that at the at the grocery store and all these type of places, health food stores, GNC. All, mm-hmm. You think you're eating something healthy, and but it's mar- because of the way it's marketed, but it's not at all. All of us have fallen for that, you mm-hmm. know. Like I've been the guy after a workout, it's like, oh man, we picked up these protein cookies from the grocery local yeah. grocer. I'm gonna have a cookie on the way home from workout today. I feel good about myself, and mm-hmm. I might as well have just had a, like a Snickers. Or know? like you go to a place like Smoothie King and think you're, eat, you're getting something healthy, and they have all this like literally just a a spray that's just straight sugar, and they I forget what they call it, but Turbinado. They, ter, yeah, there you go. They call yes. it something else, yeah. and you think you're eating healthy, and you're really just eating a sugar sugar shake. That's it. Yeah. And once you log that, it'll, it'll let you know really quickly. Yeah. And getting awareness of that type of stuff. When you start logging and looking at ingredients and and labels and stuff, you start getting a feel for, wow, I'm not eating nearly as healthy as I thought I was. Nothing is more frustrating than accidentally sabotaging yourself. Like, man, what a frustrating situation to put yourself in. But it's also freeing because you realize, wow, okay, maybe... I was not doing what I thought I was. I can make an adjustment. But if you if you don't have that awareness and you're just living in bliss, you're sabotaging. You could be sabotaging yourself for years with ever, without ever really realizing. So at least you get awareness and you can make a change. Yeah, we're all we are all working too hard to accidentally uh, hurt our progress with things. You know, let's eliminate as many of those things as possible. And that's really what we're talking about mm-hmm. with these steps of awareness, starting with your coach, then moving to making sure that you're logging for consistency and then raising your awareness around your intake, what you're, what you're eating. And a lot of people discover, especially around protein, we have to say this over and over again, because it's such a big problem. People are not getting enough protein, Mm -hmm. not nearly as much as they think they are a shake in the morning and and a shake at night, still not enough, you know, and a certain percentage of that doesn't even need to be a shake. It needs to be food. So it's hard. Yeah. Getting protein is one of the first things we see when people start tracking and every year the beach body challenge a lot of people will come up to me and say wow i did not realize i was got not getting near enough protein and it's or it's really hard to get enough protein and people will be like man it's really hard for me to get 150 or 125 grams of protein a day and i'm like man try getting 250 you know? <laughs> like like it's hard it's yeah. hard work to get that every single day and that's one thing that one thing that I learned when I started tracking my food way back in the day was I thought that I was I would eat clean throughout the week and have protein shakes after my workouts. And this was when I was training like to compete and stuff. So I was like really diligent about it. And then I would have a cheat meal like on Saturday and I wouldn't track because I was like, I'm I'm eating so much food on Saturday. Like I don't need to track. 
But every Monday I would feel weak when I came in the gym and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. How am I feeling weak after a day off on Sunday? And then I ate all this food on the weekend and I finally started tracking my cheat meals. And I realized like I was eating a ton of calories, but they were all fat and carbs and hardly any protein. And I'd be hitting half of my protein, um, for Saturday and Sunday. And then, so I was feeling weak on Monday cause I wasn't getting enough protein. And then when I realized that I, I started eating more protein on the weekends and magically I started feeling strong on Monday. And, and so just that type of awareness, you get it by starting to track and, and pay attention to what you're eating and you don't get it. Like even, it doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. If you're not tracking it, you're not really going to have an idea of what you're getting. And so the protein piece is so big when people actually start tracking and monitoring that most, I would say 99% of people realize they haven't been getting anywhere close to enough protein. Boy, such helpful information. So unfortunately, we got to kind of wrap this part of the conversation up. But let's do this. Let's give kind of the maybe the top three. Listen to this episode. People feel maybe a touch overwhelmed. Like, all right, what what are the main things I need to focus on as I get into this lifestyle of awareness? Yeah. So for for number one, when people are coming to our gym, we're adamant about them uh, tracking on SugarWad and logging their results every day because it's going to be able to practice um, consistency. And for them to start getting a feel of how many classes they're coming to, we want them coming consistently into that. Number two would be um, track your your food uh, intake at least for a little while so you can kind of get an idea of that, whether it's writing it down or doing it in a, a uh, in a uh, app or whatever. And then number three would be once you've done those two, uh, take that information to a coach and sit down with them and say, hey, this is what 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 I've been doing. This is this is kind of where I've been headed, and these are my goals. Um, what tweaks should I make? And the first one they would look at is, are you being consistent? And if you are, then we can really start having some fun and making some tweaks and really dial in um, where, where you want to get to. And then um, if you haven't been, that would be the first thing they would say. But you can, if you're logging those two things on a daily basis, you can tell whether you're being consistent or not. You can go back and look because those apps are not going to you know, lie to you. They're just it is or it isn't. And so they can, they can give you the data and the feedback for your own consistency. But a coach is going to be able to really uh, hold you accountable, um, just like those apps will hold you accountable, um, and be able to um, tweak things as needed. And maybe the tweaking is the thing that you might not know how to do, and the coach can help you do that. Um, and then the last thing, something that I've done in the past is if you have goals outside of um, those specific things of performance. Maybe you have goals in work or goal, goals with your, your family or whatever. Um, you can kind of create your own um, uh, point system and figure out, well, if this is my goal, what do I need to be doing every single day to get to that, to that goal? And then you can create your own chart and, and, and log your own um, you know, point total and, and score yourself. And that's something that I did for a while was these are the things I want to try to do every single day and then start logging it, and then I would give myself a score at the end of each week, and it was shocking how bad my score was, even though I thought <laughs> I was doing really good. Like, even I would get 60%, 70%. Like, getting 80% of, of it was awesome. And so um, that's just <clears throat> another way to to really kind of help you achieve your goals is figure out what my goal is, and then what do I need to do every single day to get that. But uh, if your goal is to lose weight or get as fit as possible um, – we can definitely 
um, help you do that with just those two tools of the sugar wad and the, the fitness pal. It is the mission, right? That's uh, right. The shape of your life at your own pace in a supportive community. That's exactly what we've been talking about this episode. And that supportive community, both digitally and in person, relationally, uh, is going to help you get into the shape of your life. If you stick to the plan and raise your le- level of awareness, these things are going to help you do that. So mm-hmm. awesome, awesome segment. Here we go. Outside the box. Yeah. PR'd it. I am awesome. <laughs> you are awesome. <laughs> I am awesome. Where are we going today, Chase? We are going to, well, we're kind of sticking in this early dating kind of vibe okay. of uh, questions. We kind of started it off last episode, and then I said, you know what? I want to keep getting to know you guys a little bit. Not that we've spent four years together almost now or anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, would you rather? Yes. Yes, I would too. <laughs> Would I rather these right. these questions make me so nervous? Uh, these these aren't as bad as the last time we did it. Okay, these are more fun. I think. All right, good. Uh, and there's only eight of them this time because I don't know. I got lazy. Episode length. Yes. Yeah, we're trying to really make sure you guys aren't overworking your brain while <laughs> listening to this. Right. So we're trying to coast you out mm-hmm. and recommends. Right. Yes. Right. Right. Hunter, right. is that good with you? Yeah, that's good. Let's do it. All right. Start off hot. Literally. Number one, live without internet or live without air conditioning? I'm going to go live without air conditioning because I could remedy that. Yeah. No. I can't move. I still can't move. Okay. Uh, you're you going to like move away from Mississippi? Yeah. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. That's fine. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going to get out of us. I'm going to make that more bearable by getting to a more temperate climate mm. instead of being in the southern United States where it is humid every day, all year, all the time. Uh, I'm gonna remedy. It's that worth problem. moving away from your friends, community, job so to you keep internet. your internet. Absolutely, yes, I can say this definitively <laughs> yeah. because two weeks ago I can Facetime them. That's true. <laughs> that two weeks true. ago, I cut the internet at my house accidentally when I was doing some yard work. It was 48 hours. It was awesome in a lot of ways, uh, but I realized how haughty I was, and like I'm very dependent. My house, my life, very dependent upon. I do not like ticket to ride enough. Yes, to cut the internet yeah, exactly. For my life. So it's just the efficiency that I would have to give up. I would hate to be a well cooled, frustrated man at all times. I would hate mm. that. Could mm. you imagine living in the 19th century? Home? Well. Neither one. Obviously, not yes. I could. <laughs> the problem is the world around you is going to be connected. You're just not connected. Yeah. That's the issue. Yeah. I'm yeah. living without AC, too. That's my choice. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah. You just give me a reason to move to a more fun place. Yeah. Where <laughs> I just crank up the fan and sit by it while I play on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> buy one of those uh, big-ass fans yeah. and just put yeah. it in your Look living room. Look on Pinterest how to make one of those ice coolers and get on with your life. No, there's there's not many things more trippy than watching one of those fans move really slow and getting hit with like hurricane force winds. It is pretty it's crazy. awesome. And there's there's physics little better than getting finished with a hard workout, collapsing on the floor, and having that fan go. And you know the people who know that because they walk in, they start messing with that box. Oh yeah, <laughs> they, turn yeah. This they thing set up. they set their stuff up right under the fan, uh-huh. too, right in the middle. Yep. All right, number two. Would you rather never be able to wear pants or never be able to wear shorts? Never be able to wear pants, for sure. I'll wear shorts on a 20-degree day. I don't care. Yeah, that's true. I can confirm that. You wear shorts year-round. Oh, man. I'm a bigger fan of pants than shorts. Same. Um, 
primarily because I've just learned how to be hot in pants where I live. Reference first question. See first question. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I would have difficulty having to go outside on a rainy, wintry day in shorts. I just would be Mm -hmm. miserable and and terrible to be around. Mm. You just wear a, a really thick jacket and you'll be fine. I know. Just still, though. I mean, shorts. <laughs> Man, need a camera I that. wish our audience could have seen that. Yeah. You actually yeah. have built in pants with your level of leg hair. See, yeah. I, joining the soccer team in high school uh, introduced me to the world of Adidas. I guess these are track pants. What are they? I don't really pants? know what they are. Yeah. Anyway, they're joggers essentially, and you can, because they're flexible. Uh, and take up minimal space material-wise, you can pull them up over your knees if you have to, and it's comfortable. Yeah, like in a dire situation, you're like, I can't. Oh, which I've done many times, yeah. Yeah, okay. Wow, look at you, ingenuity. I just feel awkward in shorts. Solid so therefore, question. I'm gonna it have made some... me think more than I thought it would. Yeah, so Hunter says shorts, we say. Yeah, shorts for sure. You'd rather, you'd rather keep your shorts. You'd rather yeah, keep I'm our keeping pants. my shorts, yeah. I'd rather yeah. keep my pants, yeah. Trick cool. question. I want the uh, uh, neither the, the pants that turn into <laughs> the shorts. Breakaways. Yeah, yeah, the breakaways, yeah. <laughs> I should reference, even with my fat kid calves, I would still take pants. You got to show those calves off, man. I'm telling you. Wait till we take this uh, on. They show go. through your blue jeans. They are majestic. <laughs> They're there. Uh, number three. Would you rather never get tired again or never have to go to the bathroom? To me, this is the easiest one on the list. <laughs> Never really? have to go to the bathroom. Never yes. have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Just like the, the uh, president of North Korea. What? Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uses the exact amount of, of nutrients needed. I want to make sure I understand the question right. Say it again. You will never experience physical tiredness again. Or... Your body will be so in tune no matter what you eat. Your body will become capable of having zero waste. Does that mean you wouldn't sleep? Okay, we're going outside the realm of science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say I would, I would rather never be tired again. I'm not that bothered by going to the bathroom. It's just it's been a part of my life my whole life. <laughs> and, uh, Me too. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but... My body often gives out before my mind. So there's lots of stuff I want to accomplish that I can't because I, I have to, mm. you know, my efficiency drops. And also think about the, in the realm of fitness, you're, you're not going no. to get tired. Like that's froning Fraser level right there. Yeah. You would win the CrossFit games. Yeah. Like I just never get tired. All right. I disagree. You can't win the CrossFit games or going to the bathroom. (laughs) That's right. Where is he? He's in the bathroom. All right. Number four. Would you rather exist in the Lord of the Rings universe or the Star Wars universe? Easy call. Uh, Star Wars for me. Really? Yeah. I mean, you get to go to other, go out in outer space and go to different planets and stuff. That'd be pretty cool. Lord of the Rings has walking trees. Come on, everybody. Walking trees, different planets. Uh, let's see. Well, the, light speed. The uh, the pipe is very prominent in Lord of the Rings. I believe it exists in Star Wars as well. It does. Um, I think. Yeah, I'm gonna say Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. That yeah. fits. And that I fits even you. I even grew up in the Star Wars years, but yeah. I, w- I would take that. Yeah. Mm. I think I'm choosing Star Wars. It's just Lord of the Rings is cool. But Star Wars is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just so much out there. 
<laughs> review Chase, Chase Hammock reviews Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings is cool. <laughs> so you feel like you would probably grow fatigued with what Here's the what Lord say. of the Rings world has I, to offer. I enjoy Lord of the Rings movies way more than, well, not way more, a good bit more than Star Wars. But the coolness of the things that exist in the Star Wars universe. And also, you're accepting all the physics and stuff that come with the universe, too. So I it's see like, that. you don't have to go to the. You know the mind stuff of like, can I actually survive going to hyperspeed and stuff yeah. like that? Like you're just, it's just gonna work. Yeah, it's done. If you live in Lord of the Rings, you gotta walk everywhere too. Yeah. That's unless true. unless you get on those eagles, which they should have done yeah. in the first place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying because I think what is making you biased here is that the Lord of the Rings is a lot about character development and not necessarily the wonder of the experience that you're having. And Star Wars is like, whoa, that is cool, you know, to be able to do those things. I get that. Um, Even think think to the prequels, like how cool some of the cities and stuff are on the planets that you see. Mm -hmm. You don't see as much of that in the the original trilogy. Yeah, I just think I'm more intrigued by the Lord of the Rings stuff. But yeah, this is really personality-based. Yeah. Both would be awesome. Yes. Yeah, I I would get behind that sentiment. Number five. Would you rather live out your days in the Russian wilderness? All right, so you are no, Siberia. you are not going to civilization. Well, not just option. Siberia. You know, you can anywhere within Russia that is considered outside of civilization, you can live there. So Russia, yes, uh, <laughs> or spend the rest of your days in prison. Oh, Russia for sure. I'm gonna think about. So this what comes along with this is like you got to figure, you got to figure out, yeah, electricity. Hunter gatherer, all that stuff. I think I would rather face the physical challenges of Russia over the Absolutely. mental challenges of prison. I, I, I mean, and also I know that if I make the wrong choice by going to Russia, I will die. If I make the wrong choice by going to prison, I will live a very long time in that bad decision. Yeah, they're going to keep me alive. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the percentages here and say I'll take a risk with Russia before the safety of prison that I know is going to be miserable. I yeah, agree, I Russia for sure. The upside is way higher um, on the wilderness yeah, side. Of things, I do I hate being cold, though. Man, I hate being cold. There's ways to solve that, I Let's guess. Let's say you got the rest of your life to figure it out. Yeah, or, yeah. or one winter. That's true. <laughs> or it goes really you wrong. you make it through it or you, <laughs> or you don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> There are warm parts of Russia, though. I mean, Russia goes all the way to uh, Finland. True enough. But I think mentally, when people think Russian winter, they're like, well, Siberia. Yeah, you will freeze. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? There's Number six. There's also a chance that you could be sent to a Russian prison. <laughs> that would be bad. No, right? I, th- I think the way we do it is like you're guaranteed. To, Freedom. To Not to yeah. go. Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, good, good. I think I would go to the part of Russia that's like right above Mongolia. Because there's a lot of wilderness out there, but it's way south of the Siberian really, stuff. You really know your Russian landscape, Man, don't you? you really, I I'm impressed. To, I have, Google Earth is on your phone now instead of just on desktop. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Anyway, number six. That's my recommend. I don't remember that Google later. Earth. Yep. Number six. Would you rather be stuck with the same five movies for the rest of your life? Or the same ten songs. Mm. Same five movies. Yes, because that allows me to listen to infinite 
songs. And mm-hmm. that is the media that I consume way more than movies. Yeah. As being in a gym all day, every day. And oh, the same, my gosh. How miserable would that same, be? I mean, we got probably close to 1,500 songs on the playlist, and I still feel like I hear the same songs over and over. And over, and over. And over. Yeah. So. Was it ten songs? No way, dude. No, way. I mean that's thirty minutes, and then you're oh, it's restarting. kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about that from a hunter perspective because he owns a CrossFit gym, well, a gym, um, and he would is there all the time, mm-hmm. and so therefore he could not listen to any of the music that's going on. So either one of two things happens: either there's ten songs on the Coyote playlist. Or nobody's listening to anything while we're working out. And <laughs> yes. all you're going to hear is breathing. Yeah, which Ooh. is, that's difficult. Ooh, that'd be tough. Yeah, the music mm-hmm. is an essential part of I'd this. still rather have no music than the same 10 songs over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except for there's this dynamic, and you and I have talked about this off mic. When you start working out, the music kind of disappears. It does. You can't really remember what song is, has been going on, but there, is those mom- there are those moments leading up to. And but Hunter's not there working out the whole time. Yeah, that's the difference. Like, yeah. he's just kind of trying be to be like get out of here so we can listen to some music <laughs> yeah all, the thing with yeah. ben is just all his workouts are outside now or he's wearing headphones or something the whole time mm, yeah siberia a little bit of coyote uh trivia fact here there's we do have a had an opera singer at one time that showered and and sang opera so that was a that was interesting when the music did die down yeah. you're hearing opera from the upper level <laughs> upper level yeah. <laughs> upper room. yeah it was very interesting <laughs> all right we got two more uh yeah. these are really gonna i think these are gonna be very telling about you as a person mm. okay. vulnerability we love it yeah well, i mean you gotta answer right yep uh all right number seven would you rather have a mullet the rest of your life or a ponytail the rest of your life? A mullet. I knew answer. <laughs> That's not even close. Man, a this ponytail? Is, this is just, I have to pause here. Okay. Ben, would a, say, ben says either. This is a, <laughs> it's a gut-wrenching question because both imply that I have hair. <laughs> we have, like, we have, you're never, there's all kinds of magic stuff happening here. Like, you can get <laughs> magic. <hair. laughs> So my That's hair is more far fetched than the Star Wars. <laughs> Let's walk through this. My hair has come back, and now I have to choose between one of these two styles. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What a cruel twist of fate. Well, yeah. Um, all right. So you have the Madeiras principle now, where it's like, well, okay, mullets are back. This guy's really fit. He's, he, I don't know, he looks decent in it. But I don't know. I think I would. <laughs> I think I would probably go ponytail. Because you could actually do like the biker version of that Mm -hmm. and it'd be all right. I think. I really do think. In fact, what I would like to have happen is for Derek Walker to actually Photoshop both of these hairstyles on me and we could put it to a vote in the Coyote family. You really believe in Derek. Yes, I think you could do it. I mean, you're starting basically with a green screen. (laughs) You say that. I've tested Derek out on that. He's very open about his uh, Photoshop skills. Really? Okay, well, maybe we could recruit somebody who would be willing to do it. I don't know. I think still there's no... Run it by him. I'm I'm curious. Uh, Okay. The Colton Mertens uh, mullet far superior than Justin Madero's mullet. Really? He's okay. a guy that just made it to the games this past weekend at the Yeah, I know, so there, there were a few floating around, man. Oh, this thing is yeah. serious. Look it up, Colton Mertens. I, look, at, look at this. You could totally do this. I think the, uh, yeah, I think the, the ponytail's got a little bit more staying power. And you, and you bring in kind of either the biker or the Viking kind of style. Yes. You could, you could pull that off. I mean, you're, you're going to be making a statement either way. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ponytail. When I think of the ponytail, I think I like the, the 90s, like, 
flannel shirt, like... Uh, yeah, that version's bad, yeah. Guy. Or if you told me I had to, like, still have a cul-de-sac with a ponytail, I'm going to go mullet all day long. Cul-de-sac. So, looking, looking through this, there are some ponytails that I would not choose if I just had any choice, but I would not call them uncool. There's some here that, like, they're kind of cool. You're I've thinking, never seen think, a cool mullet. You're thinking the ever. Vikings ponytail, aren't you? Yeah, yeah that's what yeah, I just yeah, showed yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean you have to embrace it. Ragnar. Ragnar. Ragnar, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ragnarok, that's Thor. I think he had a ponytail too. I'm very emotionally disturbed by that question. Can we move on? Yeah, <laughs> sorry. We'll we'll end it with this. Okay. You're gonna really love this one. All right. All right. Number eight. Eighth and final. Would you rather pierce your tongue visibly? Oh gosh. Oh, gosh. Or have a face tattoo on your cheek? Face tattoo. Whoa, seriously? Yes. Mmm. Boy, this is this is a difficult question. So here, let me add some more detail to this. Yeah, please. Tongue piercing is like one of those silver magnet looking things on the on the top of your uh, yeah oh, your, your tongue, right? Full full trash right here. Yep, yep, yep. yep. In that version, full trash. Yep. <laughs> sorry if anybody uh, you know has that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean you. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I wasn't talking about you. Yeah. Um, no, clearly what I'm referencing is me in this scenario. Oh yes. Yeah. Uh, or oh, face tattoo. I'm saying, like an inch and a half in width. So you're not going full post Malone here, or, or like oh, Mike no, Tyson. No, those are those are multiple tattoos. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, no. Okay. This is one you can't go like teardrop to seem edgy. Like this has got to got to be like you know a couple of stamps beside Mom. each other, kind of side. Mom. Mom, right there. Yeah. <laughs> Mom. Ah. Uh. I, I appreciate a good tattoo, and in fact, I'm I'm planning more as we speak. But I, the face, I just I couldn't go with it because Not the money maker. You, you put it above the beard line, so it is going to be visible. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I just I feel like it would be a constant dis- distraction. I would think people are looking at this anytime I'm trying to. And I communicate uh, for a living currently, and I don't know. I just it feels like the the pierced tongue thing. You could kind of keep to yourself or keep it subtle. The tattoo, you have no choice. I think I would go tattoo on the face. Yeah, there's no chance I'm getting a tongue piercing. I don't th- one. Chance. I don't think I could handle it. And two, I get just as distracted by when I notice somebody's tongue piercing yeah, yeah. over their uh, face tattoo. So you're like, did I see that right? Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why Make did, them laugh. Tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah, there's a big question. Well, I was put in a situation where I had to choose one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. I guess that's... But then you got to explain that every time. Yeah, that yeah, would probably yeah. get old. Yeah. So it, I cannot imagine the pain involved in that process. I, th- I would request anesthesia and wake me up when it's done. Man. Mm. I would, but I feel like I would like really go for the beard and then go like tribal like on the top. Yeah. So it's like. Ragnar. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Vikingish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That way you just own it with the ponytail. Interesting question. You've given me much to think about, Chase. Yeah, maybe we'll come back next episode. Well done. I would love to hear from some people that di- completely disagree with our answers. Yeah. Oh, wait. I know that's going to happen at the gym every day. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, recommends. Recommends. I'll come out first. All right. You already heard what? it. I thought of it on an episode. You should get Google Earth. I know, Tell me why. I know not everybody's a nerd like I am, and maybe Ben is, and Hunter definitely is, uh, but... Go, being able to just kind of peruse around the earth and just find random crap at you know your own will 
is awesome. And it's on your phone now. Like, what? Why yeah. not have it? You know? Any, You're what, gonna, what, what's an interesting area of the world to, to check out, Chase? Um, there's a lot, really. Uh, it's interesting to go into, like, rural China. Rural and China. And just, like, like, you've never heard of anything about rural China, ever. You hear about Shanghai and Beijing. But are those and real pictures or Chinese propaganda? Mm. I feel like I feel like Google of all things would, since they're like battling with Chinese government for like ten years now, has real pictures. Okay, rural China. I am willing to be told wrong. I <laughs> know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting question. But you can get it literally either anywhere. way. I don't think it would reduce the experience you're having. My favorite thing is to go to like uh, these random Arctic. Uh, uh, islands off of like Norway and stuff, and it is they all they do these like mining towns that are all really colorful buildings and stuff like that in uh-huh. just the middle of the snow. It's really, it's I really watched a TV show about that. Yeah, one of those towns. Anyway, that's what I'd say. Google Earth. Cool. All right, mine is uh, another book. Uh, it's called um, "The Office: The Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the Two Thousands in Oral History." The Two Thousands? You mean ever? Yeah. <laughs> get your facts straight i'm just telling you what the book's called oh sorry <laughs> oh, sorry it's called by andy green or by andy green and basically it just interviews uh all the cast and producers and people involved in the show um, even it, steve uh yeah he's in there yeah yeah it's good it's uh it's really it's really interesting just seeing how the show came about and all of everybody's different takes on it and different perspectives um and it starts from from the uh british office and Ricky Gervais is in it, and then it goes all the way up to they, – they talk about big episodes and um, each season. It was really good. Um, if you liked The Office, you would like that show, that book. So it's pretty easy, fun read. And it's just oral history, so it's just basically uh, interviews, different people talking the whole time. So I liked it. Does it count as one of your books for the year? Yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Of course. All right, I have a recommend as well. Good. I already went. You can go. Yes. Uh, thank you for your permission. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to recommend a supplement. Something that I, mm. that I don't do often. A um, legal one? Yes, it is oh, a legal good. supplement good. Uh, that can be purchased locally in broad daylight. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. This has been going around as kind of a, a buzz supplement for quite a while, but I've been using it pretty effectively myself lately, and it is collagen protein. Collagen protein. So, related to the discussion we were having, I experience uh, a real syndrome known as whey fatigue. I just get so tired of that same taste. The same, I know the shake's going to taste the same way. And there seems to be, research is showing, that there seems to be some advantages to mixing whey with collagen. And that may be the fact that you're, you're just going to consume more because there's a little bit of variety. Uh, but there's a company, and you can actually get these at, at local big box stores, uh, Vital Proteins. They have a chocolate version that's pretty awesome. It's got a really great flavor. They also have a version that's tasteless that you can put in your coffee in, in the morning. So suddenly you've turned your coffee into a like 14, 16 gram uh, protein shake just without the flavor. So it's been a cool thing for me. I'm, I'm one of those that struggles with protein. I even struggle with getting enough shakes every day to help supplement to get to that number. And these uh, collagen proteins, they help in different ways. Uh, but still count as as protein taking in your body's going to use it in different ways, but really helpful to kind of stay in that protein game. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. I validate you. Pretty proud of that. Yeah. As with this episode, we should stop it though. Okay. 
silky smooth sounds.